You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankir and Ajala. Now, the annual Vancouver Pride Festival begins Friday and runs through Sunday, August 6th, the day of the Vancouver Pride Parade. And we're going to talk about the well-being of two-spirit LGBTQ plus young people's health and the importance of having the Pride Festival to bring awareness to these issues. We are now speaking to Dr. Elizabeth Sawick, professor in the School of Nursing at UBC and executive director of the Stigma and Resilience Among Vulnerable Youth Centre. Dr. Sawick, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad to be with you. Now let's talk about the two-spirit LGBTQ plus young people's health and well-being. Now, when it comes to this particular area, are we seeing a lot more support? I wish I could say, yes, we are. But what we're actually seeing right now is a really troubling backlash, um, misinformation, disinformation campaign, a lot of it happening um, from the United States, but, but definitely crossing the border here in Canada, that is speaking um, primarily around trans and non-binary young people, um, but actually the discourse seems to keep moving, and it also includes just generally to SLGBTQ plus people, and young people especially, and there's this messaging that that somehow after, you know, 20 plus years of, of talking about and identifying the health and well-being of of young people and recognizing that they do better when they're supported and when they're respected and when they're not being bullied and when um, they get a chance to recognize and be who they are. Um, The messaging out there right now seems to be that there is no such thing as lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, questioning, trans, non-binary young people, that, that that's just, you know, young people who are confused and that adults are putting this on them and that we should all like ignore that and stop, which flies completely in the face of um, my, you know, years of working with young people um, that indicate no, uh, they definitely identify their sexual orientation and their gender identity well before adulthood. And um, for most of them, the reason they're not out and proud is because it's not safe to be so. And that's very troubling to hear because it sometimes seems like, you know, when we have events like Pride that go on, you know, there I feel like there's an assumption that, yeah, you know, there is more of this acceptance. So this concerning to see that things seem to be going back. And I think with social media, that makes things just even more complicated. So kind of knowing that, you know, what role do communities play, you know, in addressing and showing their support? So I think it's really important to remember and, and maybe for people who don't know, to be reminded that here in Canada... Our human rights code, both at the national level and in every single province and territory, enshrines both sexual orientation and gender identity and expression as protected categories. We're not allowed to discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity and expression. And there's no age limit there. So so you can't discriminate against high school students who are gay any more than you can discriminate against adults. So, so keeping that in mind, um, we also know from our research how important it is for communities to send the messages that we know you're here, we accept you're here, we welcome you, we care about all of our young people. And so some of the ways that communities can show that caring is, is first to be quite explicit about we will not allow and, and, and we will speak back um, or speak out against discrimination and bullying and harassment and, and negative um, 
um, actions towards to us LGBTQ plus youth, um, but also even those small um, messages around um, embracing diversity. So the rainbow stickers and signs and flags, but also the rainbow sidewalks. Young people identify that when they see those kinds of messages, it really lets them know, it, it sort of signals that, hey, we see you, we care about you, you're welcome here. And, and so that is something that they do pay attention to. It's also really important, some of the research we've done has identified that when communities have pride parades or pride celebrations, when they have pride games, or um, when they have uh, the, the uh, days of remembrance and celebration around 2SLGBTQ plus youth or communities, that um, this actually contributes to feeling safer in the community for young people. And when they feel safer, they also feel better from a mental health perspective. Some of our research has actually suggested that um, when young people are in communities that are more supportive, more actively supportive of 2SLGBTQ plus people, when they have those pride parades and such, they're less likely to be suicidal or to attempt suicide. So um, clearly being supportive as a community, and that means safe and caring and supportive schools. That means supporting families to support their young people and creating community settings where young people can find the information they need, can see themselves and people like them mirrored in in role models and in um public spaces and where they can be safe to be who they are in the public environment. And you know, Dr. Sayok, I was thinking back to when I was in school, and that was a long time ago, we didn't really had conversations about the 2S LGBTQ plus community it wasn't something that really came up. But I say fast forward to today, are there much more conversations in schools and you know, much more support? Have we seen a shift there? I think we've definitely seen a shift there across the province here in DC. We, we certainly see for example, a number of years ago, I think maybe even 2017 or earlier, the province Ministry of Education indicated that, that all schools needed to have anti-bullying and anti-discrimination policies that explicitly called out um, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. And we've identified a number of, of ways that schools can be more supportive. So Gender and Sexuality Alliances, or GSAs, are one way that schools create a, a welcoming environment. They are um, either social justice clubs or social clubs for um, 2SLGBTQ youth and their heterosexual and cisgender peers to come together and to do work um, either just to be social and provide support for each other or to actually create um, campaigns and work within schools to create visibility for 2SLGBTQ plus people, to create visibility around calling out um, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, racism, and other forms of oppression that um, people may experience. So these are, these are ways that schools are creating some supportive space. Other things may be that they bring in speakers or um, movies. So there is Out in Schools, a program that actually brings um, movies and videos and plays to uh, schools across BC and um, creates an opportunity for young people to see 
stories about the diversity of sexual orientation and gender identity in ways that are developmentally appropriate and interesting for elementary students and high school students. Um, so, so there are ways that schools are creating a more inclusive environment. And now especially, right, we're having this conversation because, of course, you've got the Pride Festival that is happening in Vancouver beginning on the weekend. So how important is it, you know, have events like Pride, you know, keep the conversation going and, you know, bring awareness? I think it's important. Um, I do know that in, in some of the research that we've done over the years across BC, the number of young people from well beyond Vancouver who actually speak about the Pride Parade, who watch it on, on cable or who... Um, may actually travel so that they can come to the the festival and be here during um, that time is, is something that's really important, a touchstone. It also signals for people, you know, the other cities and communities around the province who also have their pride celebrations and their pride parades throughout the summer. It's a chance to be visible where they might not be um, at other times of the year. It's an opportunity to see people like yourself celebrated and not just accepted, but people being proud of um, the community and the, the many contributions they've made in, in history, in society, and today. Dr. Sawick, I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you. You too. We just spoke to Dr. Elizabeth Sawick, professor in the School of Nursing at UBC and the executive director of the Stigma and Resilience Among Vulnerable Youth Center. We talked about how the annual Vancouver Pride Festival begins Friday and runs through Sunday, August 6th, the day of the Vancouver Pride Parade. We talked about the well-being of the 2S LGBTQ plus community and the importance of having the Pride Festival to bring awareness to a number of issues. Stay with us here on Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is the Morning Buzz.